The song of Detroit is... You're gonna come along and wanna teach you things. Doesn't make them any smarter. You just let them blow by, and you go on ahead and do just what and how you feel like. Someday you're gonna be all alone. So you need to figure out how to take care of yourself. I don't mind it. Creativity and psychosis often go hand in hand. Or for that matter. Genius and madness. You ask in a rock and try to ride my jeans gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, Emil. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Hey, kids. It's your old pal, Island ML, uh-huh. coming to you from, it sounds like, the middle of a hurricane. Does anybody else hear this? No, you. I think you sound pretty good for being remote. I, I'm I'm getting all kinds of feedback here. Oh, fun! What'd you I do? I don't know why. So let me try that again. I mean, we only had you on Zoom for like an hour. Everything was a okay. Yes, that's the the joys of Zoom. We uh, we think <laughs> it works, it. and then it's time to go, and it doesn't work. But anyways, it's your old pal ML Elric coming to you live from. Mackinac Island, where I'm attending the Mackinac Island Policy Conference with the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce, where I may be the only guy with some policy because we are going to be unveiling a major proposal this week from the campaign that we hope will improve the quality of Detroit city government really? and help get us the kind of, uh, kind of elected officials and public servants that we deserve, but that which history has shown us we seldom get. Well, that's quite a tease. As effective as Sean's tease, which consists of not showing up and making everybody <laughs> wonder, will yeah, he be here? There's Sean. Oh, there he is. Yeah. There's Yawn. Oh, hey, Sean. Oh, that, that spot's contributing about as much as it should. If it wasn't for the camera, this would be a typical start to a show. You'd see. <laughs> There's no one uh, sitting in see, that seat. You'd see very little coming uh, I, into that microphone. I just got a text from him that says, sounds good. I don't know what that means. I guess that means he's on his way and he's showing up today. So yeah, ML is out remote. You're up in Mackinac. What what is this event exactly? It's done every year by the Detroit Regional Chamber of Commerce. They bring almost 2,000 people to Mackinac Island at the Grand Hotel is where it's based. And his policy, Mayor Duggan's going to be speaking here. Michael Steele, the former chairman of the National Republican Party, is going to be speaking a, uh, uh, a historian, Douglas Brinkley, is going to give an address. The governor will be here. But then there's also lots of business people, a lots of politicians, a lots of people from nonprofits, and a lot of folks who are just trying to connect to see what we can do to move the state, and in my case, the city of Detroit, forward. So people come here to listen, to learn, to make connections, and hopefully to bring something home that is going to result in real change. Now, I used to come up here as a reporter, and every single year for years all they talked about was we got to fix transportation and then you'd get up to the conference they said we finally have a plan to fix transportation and then a year would pass and you'd come up here and they'd like number one agenda item we've got to fix transportation nobody's even talking (laughs) about that anymore 
because I think they realized how silly they sounded. Well, I was going to ask you, and maybe this is just the cynical uh, version of me, is does anything ever really get done up there? Or is it just, I mean, radio had tons of junkets back in the day where uh, people just like getting together and, you know, glad handing and saying hello. Is it another junket or does things act, do they actually get done? This is not a junket. I mean, you are hustling, you're meeting people, you're talking to people. I just yesterday, I talked to some folks from the Detroit Economic Growth Corp, who I'm hoping we might be able to get involved in some projects on the east side. They're the ones who provide a lot of the assistance to make major projects happen, but they also run things like the Motor City Match, where they provide funding for small businesses. Uh, I'm going to uh, what's deemed a uh, reception uh, elsewhere on the island this afternoon, where I'm going to meet with a company that I'm trying to get involved, and I've already had some preliminary discussions back in Detroit. I'm trying to get them involved in providing us some construction material for a house in Eden Gardens on Glenfield that Karen Knox is trying to transform from a two-family house was on a demolition list into a community resource center where kids can have tutoring, counseling, where they can hang out, where they can have some positive adult role models, and where they can just basically learn, grow in a safe environment. And so I've been talking to these people via email and text and phones I'm going to see them in person. And it's going to give me a great opportunity to say, hey, you know, we were talking about getting together. Well, this is happening and uh, it's really hard. And I know this is a, as a reporter who used to knock on people's door rather than call them. It's really hard to say no to somebody when you're face to face with them. So yeah. in terms of what's on the agenda and what the headline items are, how much gets done, hard to say. In terms of things that get done in meetings, both scheduled and casual, that really make a difference. A lot of that happens, and that's really kind of the the um, that's kind of the hack here. Is you know you go to hear Mayor Duggan, but you really go to talk to this city official who's in charge of what you're trying to do, and you try and have some some. I mean, it's an island. Where else can you go? There's no cars. You can't even drive away. So uh, so you try and make things happen there. Okay. And the last time I was here, yeah, was in 2019. It was the last one they had before the pandemic, and I came up here with John Brzezewski, my partner at Fox 2, and Craig, Craig, excellent guy, and Craig Mauger, who is an outstanding reporter at the Detroit News, who at the time was working for the Michigan Campaign Finance Network. We got in our cars at four in the morning, drove up here, caught the ferry, came across because we were trying to catch up with a guy who was involved in the story we were doing. We were told he was going to be on the island. We were told what he looked like. We were told what he was wearing. And we got up here to try and ask him some questions about why he was involved in an entity that was basically um, uh, basically doing some political spending for someone who didn't want it to be known. And we rolled up on the guy I thought it was. Uh, we were told he's about five foot eight, five foot ten, white guy, bald, wearing a polo shirt. So we get to the lobby of the Grand Hotel, and John is with me. And John kind of hangs back because if you start walking up to people with a camera, they know something's up. So I said, John, hang back. I'll tell you, come on when it's time to come on. I get up to this guy. I'm just about to uh, wave to John to come forward. In fact, I think I was telling John, okay, creep up a little bit. And then I had a, like a last minute, uh, last minute um, hesitation and kind of craned around to see his name tag. And it wasn't the guy we we're looking for. So John's already moved. I'm like, abort, abort. <laughs> and then we looked around. Every other guy in the lobby of the Grand Hotel was a short or, yeah. white guy who's bald wearing a polo shirt. We thought this is going to be a tough day. So we sent Craig down to Mission Point, which is the far side of the island. 
He was sitting there all day watching for him. We scoured the island. Again, it's small, so you can cover a lot of the ground. We scoured the island twice. We worked the, the Grand Hotel. We worked the porch. We, worked, we could not find this cat. And we went home that night just completely whipped. I think we got home at like three in the morning. So it was like a 24-hour reporting uh, uh, blitz. Did not get our man. But a couple of weeks later, I got him outside the Townsend. And I think he probably should have just let us grab him on Mackinac Island because it would have saved him two weeks of looking over his shoulder. Yeah, but you got to go to Mackinac Island. It was a nice little trip for you and John to take. And these photographers are amazing. So I, I know people see TV reports and say, wow, look at that guy. The one dude's carrying all the stuff and the other guy's just carrying a microphone. Photographers are stubborn characters, stubborn like mules. And they take great pride in being able to lug and manage all their gear, no matter how heavy it is. And I guarantee you, John shrunk two inches after carrying all that stuff. And we may have shaved six months off his life expectancy, but he didn't care because he was mission focused. If we were going to get that guy, he was going to be involved in it and he was going to do everything he could do to make it happen. Well, so you could have helped. I, I mean, you could have helped carry some stuff. Just I, I, said, I said I carried the microphone. Oh, okay. That part got cut out. Oh, yeah. It's like a, it's like a barbell. <laughs> Speaking like of carrying, barbell. Um, Sean has finally made it into studio and he looks okay. thrilled. Doesn't he look thrilled? Look at him. Cyrus, take us out. <laughs> I can't believe I've got to sit here and look at you on two, both halves of this screen over here. And by the way, I'm in Mike's seat, and I can't see Mark. I don't think I like that either. You don't like that view? No, I like, see me in the I like seeing Mark. Okay. I miss seeing those calves. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's why I wear jeans today. They're, I don't want, want to be this piece of meat anymore that you oogle. I'm sorry, man. I just can't help it. <laughs> it's fine. I understand. How is Mike I mean, doing, by the way? I thought he was just calling in today. I, I didn't know we were going to have him for the whole show. I didn't either. And the one week that he wants to start early, you know you know what I mean? It's just On time. Yeah, unbelievable. The one week he wants to start on time. Yeah, my toilet's leaking. The plumber decides to come. And, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I start on time every week. I just... Uh... I Do don't you? have a lot of, there's no John Brzezowski in the podcast. <laughs> Where are you? Let me just look, say you, that. That looks a little bit like a Motel 6 behind you. No, this is a fantastic condo on Mackinac Island. Um, Applewood, it's called. It's a, it's a very nice place. It was the last place for rent on the island, which I booked back in the spring, um, just in case I made it through the primary so I could come up here and meet some people and make a major policy decision, which we are planning to do tomorrow so we are bringing the policy to the policy conference oh that's great what are we talking about by the way well, oh I, let me guess let me guess <laughs> the campaign roy o'brien ford that's what we're talking about because they are one of the great car dealers in metro detroit you can find them at nine mile and mac in st Clair shores roy o'brien ford is a place to get your new ride to get a used ride to sell your used ride maybe you want to lease a car Maybe you just want to kick the tires. They have a fantastic showroom. They have a huge lot with new and used cars. You can find more about them at RoyO'Brien.com. That's R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N.com. They do not have a facility here on Mackinac Island only because we do not have any vehicular traffic here on Mackinac Island, except for the occasional uh, emergency vehicle like a, uh, like the, uh, the uh, ambulance they would need to send if Sean tried to walk up one of these hills. How do they get like if you want your chicken breasts? Do they bring those? They don't. It's not on a Cisco truck. What? Wait, what? Like to supply the restaurants there? Oh, okay. People oh, just okay. put it on the back of a truck. bike. Very man. That's why everything's so expensive. If you need to do any work on your house here, 
bricks, lumber, whatever, it all has to be ferried over. It's pretty, pretty intense. Can I make a slight diversion? Because it kind of snuck in there is one of the reasons Sean was late was because of a toilet issue. Um, did you have a battle with the toilet this morning? No, the, not- the, the wax ring uh, oh, yeah. s- sprung a leak. And I thought we were going to be able to take care of that yesterday. And uh, it didn't work out. Well, that story's not nearly as fun as if you just clogged it. Well, no, that's only when Mike comes over to visit. I think, uh, yeah, no, but when the plumber says he can come in these days, right, with the the way oh, the world's kind of working, yeah. absolutely. You're at their mercy. You're at everybody's mercy, really, when it comes to the, the service of any kind, and, and that's fine. That's a great gig being a plumber, man. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think you're not H- going to be replaced. And what about the HVAC folks? All of it, yeah. You know, 125 bucks an hour? Yeah, you're not going to be replaced by a robot. Right? Nobody wants a strange robot coming in to fix something. And by the way, my guess uh, to be here at quarter after would have been fine, but then I got on to 14 and, uh, you know, immediately into a, a backup. So that cost me another 10 minutes. You know what's great about ML being remote is like the first word of everything he says is muted and clipped. So we could just keep talking and he would never get a word in. Where's Michael? I start. So I've done some plumbing. And let me tell you something, whatever these guys and women charge is worth it. Because if you do not like working in a confined space, if you don't like getting wet, if you don't like things that you never expected popping out at you, do not become a plumber. Now I can replace a toilet. I can replace some piping. I can replace a uh, 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 garbage disposer. But anytime you can't move your arms and whenever you think you got something, you know, you twist something and something else comes loose, plumbers worth their weight in gold absolutely now you should have replaced your own wax ring that's what a man does but uh well it's a little bit tricky if you don't set it quite right not only that the the baseboard behind it it was a design flaw so it was made out of wood not that we want to bore people here but uh (laughs) it when it leaked it rotted the wood out so we had to we had to figure out how to get some stone back in there so there are a couple of trades uh things going on here once I'm glad you can Placing a toilet your- in your 17th century chateau is a little more complicated than in my home. Yeah, I got a 1950s uh, tornado bunker made out of cinder block on a dirt road. But go ahead with your little... Go- in the bathroom, with which must little, get in the way. Uh, oh, I'm not supposed to say where you actually live. You're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I live in the heart. I, I, I caught, I caught the myself. people who care about the truth. You live in a... You live in a... An a not an A-frame. What, a tut- not a tutor. What, 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 how would you describe it? call it east english village because we have tudor style homes okay okay even though it's, it was originally a belgian neighborhood but uh radio for three mm-hmm. okay uh, speaking of belgian neighborhoods have you been to the cadu cafe lately because if not you should check it out find out what's going on with john rutherford and the crew at caducafe.com there's the outdoor performance stage the beer garden where they have live music almost every night there's muscle beach which is my favorite spot out by the beer garden there's they, and they actually got their uh their picnic tables their benches from a pub in germany they were shipped over and so when you go to the beer garten it really is a beer garten because these are authentic german beer garden furnitures and whatnot but the beer is great the food is fantastic if you've never been feather bowling this is one of the few places in the world where you can go feather bowling check it out the Kaju cafe east side's own best place to partay to partake of a little fellowship with your friends and just a kind of a cool spot. And who knows, you might even see me sipping a whole garden there back in the beer garden. And that's 
where I wish I was right now, but instead I'm here on the island. So you seem a, a little, um, not miserable, but a little hurried because you're up at, at Mackinac, a lot of stuff's going on. What else is going on with the campaign this week? Yeah. Great question. We, uh, we had a uh, candidates <laughs> forum and, uh, and since that candidates forum, uh, my opponent posted something on Facebook, uh, basically suggesting that, um, that that my campaign had not treated her well, I guess. I'm not really oh. sure. Her comment was very cryptic. It was something to the effect of, you know, when they go low, we go high, uh, which I thought was very odd because as you are about to hear in this clip, uh, we weren't the ones causing a ruckus when people were trying to get an answer to the question they asked. Thanks for the question. Uh, I've already used what I've learned from covering city government for 20 years. We have people on the east side who have problems. We haven't had anybody to address them for eight years. We're addressing them right now. I gave up my job to do this. So like Nicole, I'm not going for the money. I'm making a sacrifice because I believe the people deserve sacrifice. And I believe that public servant is backwards. It should be servant of the public. And what I've learned is how the bureaucracy works and how it doesn't work. And I've chased some of the bums out, but I guess I didn't get them all. So maybe I get a chance now. But here's the reason why my knowledge of City Hall has been effective. We got a house torn down for an 80-year-old woman who was sick of staring at it because I knew who to call. And when they said, that house is okay, I said, no, it's not. They said, it's boarded up. I said, no, it's not. Here's the pictures. And when you have a house that's not boarded up, you have to take it down. Today, that house has been taken down. There is a field next to that house that's covered with straw and grass seed. At this time next year, that woman in her 80s, who's been telling her grandchildren not to go play in that yard, can now send them to play in that yard. And not only that, she's going to own that yard for $100. And that's what I can do as an unemployed candidate for Detroit City Council because I know my way around City Hall. We're getting problems addressed. We're getting code violators uh, enforced. We're making sure that our neighbors get the service they deserve for the tax money they pay. And I'll tell you what else we're doing. People have flooded. I'm the only candidate who's providing people information on how to get money from the feds, how to get money from FEMA. If you have something to say, send your candidate, please. I don't see her here. Let me answer if you don't mind. So here's the deal. If you need to get your money from the federal government, there's one candidate who's there to help. Thank you. I'm going to serve the people. Thank you. The people first. Your family before my family. Where, where, Where were the other candidates? What other candidates were there? City council candidates. There was a candidate for Detroit city clerk, Anthony Adams, the mayoral candidate mm-hmm. was there, but uh, my opponent's supporters showed up. My opponent didn't show up until very late. And the whole time I was trying to talk, all they would do is hoot and holler and try and shout me down. As you can see, I got, I had enough of that at, at some point, but this is supposedly uh, them going high. I don't think so. In fact, I wasn't the only person who didn't think so. Oh, this is their response to it. Ladies and gentlemen, I truly, truly understand that this is a sensitive time. I truly understand. I truly understand that we are here to get some questions and answers, but we cannot do that with the noise that I am hearing because it's quite disturbing. So if you go outside to speak, can you please go towards the back door so that we're not hearing the vibration of whatever's going on on the outside? If you could do that, that would be so appreciative as well as respectful. Thank you. Hmm. A lot of hooting and hollering. Is who are basically saying, you know, don't don't interrupt this man. Let him say what he has to say. And by the way, I was the only candidate out of the dozen or so who were there who was repeatedly 
uh, interrupted and disrespected. And it was coming why, from why is that? people. Why, why do you think that is? Maybe when you don't have anything to say and somebody else does, you don't want anybody to hear it. But uh, I didn't get a chance to ask them. As you can see, there wasn't a lot of civil discourse going on. But this is, you know, this is this is what happens in politics. Um, but uh, but this is what happens in politics when when uh, one side has answers and the other doesn't. Do we have more clips? I want to see more clips. <laughs> no, we don't. You were great. Thanks for being here before the show and asking that. You were great, man. You're so full of shit. No, that, I, I, he was I mean, great. it was great in that was clip. Great. I couldn't tell if you were full of it. No, no, no. I want to see more. Why don't we have more? Hours of it live stream. We can put the link on our website. That's mlsoulofdetroit.com okay. for people to watch the whole thing at their leisure. There's actually, or as Morrissey would say it, at their leisure. There's a, there's a lot of uh, good content there and some, some pretty funny moments. There's a lot of people who have a lot of passion, a lot of good ideas running for uh, office in Detroit. So if you haven't had a chance to catch up with them, we'll put that link there so you can find them. Um, there's also uh, uh, an awkward uh, transition to a plug, a shameless plug for our friend Dave Hubbard at the butchery, thebutcherysl.com. You know, Dave and Chef Julie are looking for help. They have all these great products, not just outstanding prime meats, but really cool beers, uh, great uh, desserts, great. Um, Sean would know what these are called, but things that you cook with that aren't salt and pepper um, and also seasoning. delicious desserts. Spices? Seasoning? I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm there. talking about, yeah, you know, of course. Dave, has it, a, Dave knows his way around the kitchen. They have good That's food. That's what you're yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, I figure if I open a bottle of teriyaki, I'm I'm really getting fancy, but uh, but other people know what this other stuff is. So um, and Sean's one of them. Other uh, stuff. That's not how he ruined his toilet. But um, the butchery <laughs> SL has great meats yeah. and a great opportunity for somebody who's willing to get back to work. Remember, these stimulus checks they just dried up, so this is a time to get first in line for a great job. You can do that by going to the butchery and applying. Get a job you'll love, work with people you'll love, sell products that we love, and, you know, kind of contribute to our economy because we need you out there. We need you working. It's time to get off the couch. He's a good man, and he is a co-sponsor of our uh, name, image, and likeness recipient who was up at Michigan State. Any news on on Kalina? On Thursday, Kalina gets her varsity letter. This this kid is just a sophomore, and she's already – getting her letter on the MSU rowing team, she will be awarded with her varsity letter this week and then will take the field on Saturday at Spartan Stadium when our Spartans take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So you can see Kalina on the field being honored. And and I'm hoping that when she puts that varsity jacket on, it will be on top of an ML Soul of Detroit hoodie <laughs> or T-shirt. We'll have to check with her. And uh, that video, we think, will be available after the fact. So we'll try and get that up on the website next week. We're dying to have her back on. But unfortunately, while she continues to represent the show with, uh, with dignity and honor, she's also taking a class when the show is on. And uh, if that uh, was me, I'd be skipping that class. But I guess she's a better student than I am. And she's certainly a better rower than I am. Yeah, I wanted to ask her because I was at the Michigan game this past weekend and they honored Michigan, honored their own uh, rowing team. And I swear there were about 70 people on a rowing team, and I had no idea. I just assumed a uh, rowing team would have, I don't know, 10 people on there. And then tennis came out, and there's like five members of the tennis team. I had no idea. I don't know. I'm just 
assume that it wasn't as big of a team. They must have multiple boats. Maybe they race in different lengths, like swimmers. You know, know there's I, different. I just, that's why we got to have her back. This I, rowing I thing. I love the idea that we know nothing about this sport, but we're, we have no, I, we like her and that's why we're, we would sponsor her. But I did notice that look how, look how ML picked up when we started talking about the Spartans. He really, uh, there's a little smile come across his face. You, you must be living it up with this three and zero start. Well, you, th- you guys are three and zero too. Yeah, but I'm a Michigan fan. So I we expected. always expect the other shoe to fall. No, I, I, in fact, if I wasn't running for office, I would have been in Miami on Saturday. So among the many sacrifices I've made for this campaign is not seeing my beloved Spartans in person. But um, I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm pleased, but not surprised. You wait, the reason why wait, we- wait a second. You're not surprised that they're 3-0, and that they shellacked on the road, both Northwestern and Miami. I mean, that, that, that's what, those are two very impressive wins. Been a program in disarray for years. They had a terrible start to the season, um, and uh, and Northwestern lost a lot of great players to uh, to the pros. Of course, we beat them when they had those great players. So I expected us to win there. <laughs> and, and if you've ever been to uh, Northwestern for a football game, yeah. great stadium because yep. it's like going to high school stadium. You're on top of the game no matter where you go, and you can see like Michigan. But, uh, <laughs> but but there's not there's not a big enthusiastic fan base there. The, these guys do not rock the rafters like uh, like we do here in in East Lansing and uh, and occasionally in Ann Arbor. Well, you must just be a very positive person then, because they were not favored in either of those games on the road. I mean that's that's tough. They won what how many two games just like lousy Michigan last year. Let so- me just say one last thing about Kalina and Nice before we go. One of the reasons we sponsored her as our NIL athlete is because we want to raise the awareness of some of these sports that don't get all the glory and all the attention. And so while we would have liked to have sponsored everybody like Matt Ishbia, uh, <laughs> given that we don't have billions, we had to pick one person who we thought was worthy and who uh, has a sport that deserves a little, a little, uh, a little uh, publicity. And so Kalina Nice is worth the price. $70 a week, a month, plus 30 from the butchery. And of course, uh, all the prime cuts she can carry. I think you just made that rhyme, and you wanted to fit it in. Let's let's uh, just for a second, because this is interesting. And, and plus, I want to plug myself. I want since I'm sitting in this chair, <laughs> uh, I want to you know pull a little Elric here. And, but I wrote a Gross. column. Of, I wrote a column. It's actually in today's Sound paper. Good. You can find it at Freep. I'm good. <laughs> Freep dot com. But this uh, this the first time these two schools have started three and zero at this in the same season since 2013. So it's been eight years, and I feel like uh, some folks have maybe forgotten how to act on the rivalry, or maybe they've just remembered, and it's how it's always been. But why? What do you mean? What's happening? Well, is my my sense already? my sense is that each fan base is taking, uh, you know, they, they 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 can't wait for the other team to lose. I mean, all I've seen, especially since Saturday when Michigan State beat Miami, and uh, and who'd Michigan beat? I can't even uh, North Northern Illinois. I should yeah. remember. I was at that game, sixty three to ten. But all I've seen is tearing down of the other, right? Well, okay, you can't pass Michigan, and uh, you know you beat Northern Illinois, right? And you know your your coach is uh, does this every September, although not last September. And in October, it's all going to fall out. And well, all we ever talk about is September Heisman's. Meanwhile, Michigan fans are like, Miami, this isn't this isn't Jimmy Johnson's Hurricanes, right? <laughs> Northwestern just lost to Duke. You know, you guys, uh, you have no idea what you are. So I, I've seen the. 
the back and forth, the ripping down of the other's opponents. It doesn't mean anything. It's uh, that's what makes college football. I know fun, it's kind of fun yeah. to. It is kind of fun to have that back though, right? I mean, it's been eight years since we've had this kind of start from both teams, and you can you can feel it out there in the tension building. And God forbid, Mike, if both these squads get to seven and zero when they play each other on your birthday time they were seven and zero was shortly after i came back to the free press in 1999 and tom edding who was the metro editor at the time gave me the assignment of every day i had to write a story about the the spartans and the wolverines rivalry i think they were both undefeated and ranked in the top 10 or top 20 it was some insane thing like that and every day i had to find a story report it and write it it was it was grueling but it was fun. And when that game came, there was so much excitement. I mean, that was, you know, I, I hope we get there. I don't think they're going to be undefeated when they meet, but, um, but I know the Spartans will be. I was going to say, I'll bite what, uh, who's going to lose what game. Uh, Michigan, every game between now and then. Well, if Michigan could beat Wisconsin in a couple of weeks, they have Rutgers at home this week. And then they uh, have Wisconsin on the road in Madison the following Saturday, they get through that. I think, I think they have a really good shot mark at getting a seven zero before the Spartans. The Spartans, you know, Nebraska's tough. Uh, relatively speaking, they just gave up Oklahoma a game, and uh, so. I, but you know, they get through that. Well, they got to beat wait, 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 Indiana at Indiana. You're impartial. Um, and a squeaker too. Oklahoma's not that good either. They had a narrow miss. In no, their first but it's week it's not implausible uh, at all that these teams uh, go seven and zero and face each other in a month or so. Let me ask you this, because your you're history of beating themselves against Nebraska from that game D'Antonio gave away with the out of bounds pass, it was called the touchdown. Don't worry about it. To to Rocky Lombardi's awful performance last year in or two years ago in Lincoln. I mean, we kill ourselves against Nebraska. I don't know if Nebraska's ever beaten us in the last twenty years. We beat ourselves. Sean, which uh, fan base should be uh, more full of themselves with a three and zero start? Do you think? That's a good question. Thank uh, you. I would say Michigan State a little bit just because I don't think people saw this coming, and Mike's full of shit when he says he saw this. <laughs> That's kind of what I was getting at. Saw Thank this coming. No, I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I mean, people understand this. Amy, is I was going to go see him win. People understand it's a rebuild. But what Tucker's done is he, the the juice that he's bringing up there, yeah. right? I mean, the and, attitude and the yeah. attitude—they've got a little bit of swag about them, and I think that's what's really fun for Spartan fans right now, right? And they can see that this might just keep getting better. Michigan fans, as you know, Mark, you're one of them. They're a little more cautious. They've seen this before. I think you guys are happy that it's not last <laughs> no, no, last no, no, year, no. right? Relatively speaking. Yeah. No, 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 no. And Michigan fans have a good oh, practice, oh, wait, wait, wait. and they start I sticking like their chest I like, out. I like when um, the dying little Spartan fan gets to define us. So go ahead. Yeah, this is no. my point in my column. Michigan fans At have Freep. a good practice, com. and they start sticking their chest out. Give me a break. These are the guys who think they should be ranked number one every season. No, I don't sense oh, that. I, I disagree. I don't sense that from Michigan fans at all. Ridiculous. No, no, I don't even know if they, they'd say they're cautiously optimistic right now. I just but think they lose that swagger the minute one thing goes wrong. Well, That's I, that saying. I agree This team with. sucks. These players didn't get here on their academics. This coach is an idiot. Blah, 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 How blah, do you blah. feel, Mark? Tell, tell us how you feel because you, you, you have a pretty good uh, representation of the Michigan fan. I, I mean, this is almost to be expected, but it is still better than what is expected because they've struggled with some of those. Even though Harbaugh's, what, never lost to a non-conference team at home. I mean, you expected them to win these three, but not in the fashion in which they did. So I'm not totally sold on them, but I'm, you know, the stock is rising. But I kind of agree with you. But I think Spartan fans have a right right now to be a little more optimistic. And that could way. change Saturday night. Oh, yeah. 
Titans didn't expect to beat Western Michigan at home. Wolverine huh? fans didn't expect to beat yeah, we not after uh, last year. Uh, not, uh, my, no. uh, Washington team that lost to the Appalachian State of the West. No, we expected Michigan that. fans we didn't about? expect them to beat the dog crap out of Northern Illinois, who has is having a terrible season. What are you talking about? I, I just said we did expect. I don't them, know about but Northern not the, Illinois, not the but, fashion in which they did. Yeah, I, I think you all were a little nervous about Washington, and you didn't know what to expect with Western because it was the first game, and last year was a disaster. Nervous about Washington because they were ranked, but after after Montana State clowned them, you should have expected to smoke those jokers in your house. I didn't sense. I didn't sense overwhelming confidence with Western Michigan in the opener because last year was just a debacle. Yeah. Mark, yeah, the wheels came off. It, they did, and so nobody knew what to expect. They clean, you know, they changed the coach. Uh, Harbaugh changed the coaching staff again, all, all that sort of thing. You weren't sure if you had a quarterback, but uh, Michigan's got some players. So there, yeah. It's, it's, Michigan is not a cart. It's a sled. There's no wheels. It needs to be pulled and dragged. It it. doesn't roll. I've always felt that, um, and and I know there's a lot of people out there that disagree with me, mainly on your side, ML. Uh, I feel like Michigan fans are very myopic and focused on our team and our team only. Look how this conversation has gone. It's just been focused on Michigan. I I don't know, Mark. From from the the view of the free press, if I write about Michigan State, Michigan fans are in there all the time. Sure, but aren't they always the same people? Tearing it down. And taking pleasure out of that. Isn't always the same people commenting in sports? What's going to be more fun, uh, Mike? Watching uh, the Spartans win this week? Or watching Michigan lose if they somehow lose to Rutgers? I don't watch Michigan. I'll find out next Tuesday when Mark tells me what happens. But I'm focused on my team. That's all I care about. You are such a liar. Yeah, you take No, you, you guys brought this topic up. I, I I didn't want to talk about this. You brought this topic up, and the reason why I'm I'm weighing in here is because I am a professional so truth teller. Yeah, and sensitive. so so some of the lies, you're some of the sensitive the, sports the, fans. The chicanery that I've heard, I just had to weigh in on. No, we're talking about this because of a, some feedback that we'll get to later in the show, and we're just trying to mix it up here a little bit. Well, and it leads to this. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Can I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? (sighs) Yeah. Well, since we've batted this ball around quite a bit, I'll make the Geek of the Week short and simple. If you thought... Michigan should rank higher in the polls than Michigan State. You're a geek. They beat three punks. Michigan State's the only team that beat a ranked team. Sorry. Poll voters. I'm just laughing because I I don't know if you heard me say it before, but yeah, Michigan State should be ranked higher, but I love how much it bothers you guys that you're one spot behind in the AP poll. When we beat them, we'll beat a higher ranked team, which is all we do. Whereas Michigan, I don't think has ever beaten a ranked nope, team. Never. No, they're terrible. Worst program ever. That's right. Keep looking down on them. Tear down the statue. Take down the statue. Hey, um, that was your geek of the week. Yeah, I guess he's just mad at the AP for awesome. <laughs> what is it? I just laugh because what does it matter? Rankings don't matter. My my less fortunate brothers and sisters in Ann Arbor. And what happens is they get their hopes up. And when their hopes get too high, the crash is even more precipitous than it would be if they were realistic. And so this is really me trying to put my arms around somebody. This is this is sort of like yeah, I can tell by your services. face. Yeah, don't worry, we'll be fine. The, the the warmth coming out of your face when you were saying that. Yeah, it looked like you wanted to put your arm around somebody. At the little house after Michigan oh. State beat Michigan and having one of the Michigan fans come up to me and say, I don't consider that a loss. And I said, everybody else does. 
That's it. Good line. Yeah. Hey, if you have a house and you want to refinance it, maybe get some money out of it, uh, and you're feeling pretty good about that interest rate that you have right now because it's in the threes, well, guess what? It could be even lower. Be smart. Make a good call and check out Hall Financial. Hall Financial is a good sponsor of the ML Solar Detroit, and uh, they want to help you save some money. So check them out. Go online to davidhallmortgage.com. See what they can do for you. They're very quick. They have over what? I think it's up to six thousand five star reviews right now. Yeah, because they'll, you know, they'll get money. Let's see. Joe's scrolling through. I want to see if this shows how many five star reviews they have. But they can get you money and lower your mortgage. And before you know it, you'll be rolling in the cash. So it's uh, David Hall Mortgage and Hall Financial. NMLS number one four six seven four three five. Is he still smarting? Paul will make it all about you, sweet. Uh-oh. That's the wrong. That's the wrong one. Oh dear! But it's true. See you again. person that Emma was thinking of who will make it all about you sweetheart is Luke Nowacki he's gonna help you get a strategy and become a long-term investor make your money make money for you call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Well 248-663-4748 because he provides rational financial advice stocks bonds 401ks 529s all that stuff get advice get a strategy call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth once again 248-663-4748 because because he's a Red Shovel uh, Network sponsor, and because Why did I even ask? It's, it's your heart that he finds so sweet that he tries to make everything all about. Securities and investment advisory nice services technology. are Royal Alliance Associates Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned, and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. So the antithesis of Room 7609. Today's word, kids, is antithesis. A program with realistic fans who are delighted when their team does well. You'll find them in East Lansing. A program that thinks their team is the greatest in the world and then weeps into their their uh, their Michelob light when uh, or the Michelob Ultra when they lose yet again. You'll find them in Ann Arbor. Well, in Room Seven Six Zero Nine, antithesis is. Uh, uh, well, hey, what happened? No, antithesis is uh, I'll Stop the World and Melt With You by Modern English. It's Tainted Love by Mark Almond. And it's Come On Eileen by Dexy's Midnight Runners. But listener Todd points out that Dexy's Midnight Runners were not all bad. And so we are playing their underappreciated hit, They're There, My Dear. Yes, 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 Instead of dressing down all the same It's a violent like that I gotta split my days Rabbit let me explain But you never see
that sound a little blues brothers esque a lot of scott in there i wouldn't say blues brothers but it, it had um it, it had uh you know it was a little poppy for madness but it was uh you know it's like classic british ska and if i think if dexy's midnight runners had stuck with that they'd be on my playlist but instead come on eileen which is a fine song but just you know it's a ugh, great song you've just heard already. it too many times yeah exactly i couldn't exactly. even tell you another um that's the only other song i've ever heard them do uh what did sean think it was fine okay <laughs> from the uh carlos and sean podcast uh co-host um so todd sent this along along with what i think is an even better suggestion it doesn't really fit into room 7609 because it's not new wave but before before ken Rowland fronted uh dexies he was the front man for the killjoys which are a great punk band and they have a very sex pistols feel to them uh ken which you wouldn't imagine from what you just heard there does a great johnny lyden and uh so these are the kind of things we turn to our audience for help with trying to get uh, those those un tapped gems did you tap a gem i don't know. those unmined uncut gems from the uh the new wave mine from groups that you've heard before but you didn't know they had this good stuff there or from the groups that you've never heard of that boy oh boy did you miss an opportunity we are here to provide you with that opportunity doesn't so please seem, send your suggestions it doesn't seem odd how scott uh becomes popular for a really short period of time and then disappears and becomes popular again for a really short period of time and then disappears. Cause it was huge. I mean, there's a big segment, the, uh, you know, coming out of punk and, and into new wave where it was really big and then it seemed to kind of fade out. And then in the, about the late nineties when I was in college, it was big again. And then it kind of disappeared. I don't know. I think it's, it's a really odd thing that has happened with that genre in my opinion. 
in East Lansing called Pickle Brown Betty, who used to play a lot of basement parties. And whenever they played, man, we would just pack the house. I mean, it was uh, it was a great time. Now, I wonder, I kind of wonder if MTV has mm. something to do with it, because when you would see Madness, they were so charismatic. And when you see uh, ska bands with the big horn section, they're yeah. a lot of fun to watch, you know? And so they kind of provide you with a little bit of a visual stimulation as well. But But the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones did pretty well. And I don't think MTV was playing videos at that point. It was mostly pregnant girls and uh, and rock stars, you know, diamond encrusted closets and stuff like that. So maybe maybe it's not MTV. I don't know. Yeah, I just remember it, um, like Mustard Plug around here and uh, Save Ferris was big, and and then it all just kind of seemed to disappear. It's just really weird. Same with I remember when swing music had like a run in the mid nineties, right before Scott, does anybody remember that? Or is that just me where, where swing got really popular thanks to gap commercials? I thought, I thought, uh, part of it was swingers, the movie. Oh, I think you're right. I think that did kind of lead. Yeah. And then that boy, that ended fast. It was like every day, uh, or one day somebody woke up and went, yeah, I don't think we like swing that very much. No, it, it, you're right. It was crazy. It was everywhere. I remember I was living in Alabama when I saw swingers, when it came out and I would come back home to Michigan and everybody all of a sudden was going out <laughs> swinging classes, yeah. to, to, and taking well, classes that kind of and swinging, trying to, swing dancing. Yeah, yeah, swing dancing and taking <laughs> classes and, and clubs that were normal or bands that would normally, you know, you go see, you know, indie indie rock. All of a sudden were <laughs> yeah. swing bands. It was everywhere. It was, but then it just disappeared like overnight. Everyone's like, no, nah, we want to do that. Yeah, it was like it lasted, what, two years maybe? Yeah, it was really weird. I love how trends will just appear and then, nah, we don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> it just ends. I feel like it happens more. Ana, and what? that K-pop dance. What was the one dance that the one guy had? Uh, he's, a, he's a huge, huge performer in South Korea, and he kind of came over here and had some fun. Oh, you're talking movie. about Psy. Are you talking about Psy? And Gangnam some Style? Gangnam Style, that's <laughs> it. Thing, it was like the quickest to a billion views, and then that guy was over. I think it happens more with the internet, so we're just kind of used to it. Like trends, or they're now just memes, pop up really big and then everyone goes yeah that's kind of dumb let's move on from that only working our way up to a billion views you know we didn't want to do it we could have done it the other way but we didn't think that was really you know cool so i hope everybody appreciates that by the way um i have to tell you we are plummeting in the rankings in Uh india for a while we were in the top 25 political podcasts in india i think it may be because people really like kalina over in india but um (laughs) Or we, she, or we had one listener travel to India for a week. Maybe Kalina's iPod got stuck in somebody's luggage. But when she came on the show, all of a sudden we started showing up in the Indian charts. Hmm. And since we haven't had her on in a while, we are we are we're we're not as hot as Vindaloo. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> Fair enough. So what's next? So I, I want to share some feedback we, we got um, from Estelle, who writes, Dear ML, I want to thank you for being a bloodhound after the Great Lakes Water Authority. But how come I can't find any info on what head honchos make at GLWA? Their payroll must be obscene. Great I vividly question. recall DWSD's payroll being reported as obscene about 10 years ago when consultants determined there was something like 80% more freeloaders on the payroll than required, making something like $75,000 each on average. I can't find anything on current salaries and headcount. I can't even find what Sue McCormick made per year on what her publicly funded golden peer sheet was. Free Press, The Detroit News, Bridge, Cranes, Metro Times, Deadline Detroit. Where art thou? Great question. 
I love that question. How much money did they rake in? I seem to think that Sue McCormick was making somewhere around four hundred thousand dollars. And I know the media has reported this at times, but but I just wanted the reason we, we dive into this question uh, is not because of the right on uh, appreciation for my dogged uh, pursuit of the truth. Well, that's part but, of it, but yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. I guess that's part of it. You're right, but thanks, Mark. But because we want to let people know that the Freedom of Information Act applies to everybody. It's not just a tool for reporters. Anybody who wants this information can send a letter to the agency they're curious about and say, please send me X, Y, Z. All you got to do is put a stamp on the letter and they will respond to you. And if they deny you that information, well, we can help you get it. But this is information. If you're curious about it, you can send me an email for sure. But don't hesitate to send them a freedom of information yeah, request. No, no one has time for that. It's kind of a pain in the butt. And we've seen uh, what? That's the problem is people think that this is some sort of dark art. It really only takes a uh, few minutes to write a letter. Uh, and then they you are entitled to this. We are entitled to We should be empowered. And then they want to charge you 15 grand to make copies or something. Well, that's when you need to call us so we can do a story on that and help you out. But also the Michigan Press Association can help. And there's lots of different entities out there that help people get the information they're entitled to. So Estelle, thank you for giving us an opportunity to talk about your ability to get this information. Um, don't wait on the media. We got our hands full. We'll try and get to it. But if you need to know, you can get that too. And uh, I, I, actually, I wish these folks would just publish it on their websites. That's something we might want to push them to do. Um, David, so Estelle writes, David wrongs. <laughs> what it's worth, I've listened to every second of every show. You were talking about the show's format and it was working, and if it was working for everyone. Again, for what it's worth, the show's format is non-existence. And I used, and it used to be very enjoyable. Great debate, geek of the week. This week in soft history, room 7609. While some is still there, it's devolved into ML trying to make too many jokes at the expense of the show and talking too much about himself. It's honestly tiring, such as talking over everyone. Just one listener's opinion. Oh. I'm sorry. Well, we got rid of the great debate because most of the first um, segment tended to be us fighting and arguing about things anyway. Right? Me out. Wait, wait. Speak up. You cut off again. I said, Cyrus, take me out. Well, no, because your name's on the show. We'd have to find another ML. I don't have time to find another. I, I, there's only one ML. I'm sorry that you had to read that and hear that. I think you can handle it. You think so? Yeah. Did I tell you my middle name was David? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think maybe some things could always, I mean, things no, could I, always I, the, the enemy of, uh, of good is better, right? I mean, it's always a work in progress. Well, yeah. Uh, there That's you go. what I like to tell Dropping myself. Some wisdom. Yeah, we're trying. I think. Uh, I think everyone's a little. Well, one person is definitely really, really busy. Yes, constantly. Yes, a little distracted, maybe. By more important things, we can't hear him at all, can we? <laughs> oh, did you mute? Did he mute himself? Oh God. Okay. Come back from Mackinac. The technology up there sucks. What are you trying to say? Now uh, let's just try to read his lips, Sean. Go ahead. He's saying, Mark and Sean, I love you both. He's saying, I have a meeting to get to. I have policy to, to lay out to make the city a better place. Actually, he's not. He's doing that thing where he's looking and then typing. Looking and then typing. Well, I'll just go to the next thing. Sean, what have you been working on? 
Why can't we hear him? We haven't heard a single. I don't know. We, we didn't do anything to it. We haven't touched anything. Look at he's Now he's looking. Oh, this is kind of fun from our perspective. He's looking up and down at a mic. He's holding his uh, little. Is that a baby uh, rattler? Mic. <laughs> it's, it's a little rig that um, connects his mic and his headphones to his computer, which was a Herculean effort to get working before the show today, mainly because someone had their headphones plugged into the input. Um, but now he's now he's looking closer, which means maybe he is close to figuring out why we can't hear him anymore. Hey, nod your head. Can you even hear us? Because that would be even better. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. Well, say whatever you want about him. He can't respond. Oh, this is wonderful. He's nodding his head. Yes. So just his microphone isn't working for some reason. That's okay. It's Sean, not, what are you? What somebody are you trying to tell us something? What are you working on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. David was, and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I think he's muted now too. Oh. Which is just hilarious. Now he's unmuted, but he still can't figure it out. Mean. Oh wow, Wait, there now. Say something again. Now it'll work. Keep talking. That was a great hiss. I'm so fucking sick of Zoom. Keep talking. Never leave town again. Too. Yeah, no, it's we can't hear working. you. So I'll I'll David. ask I'll ask Oh, we heard what did he say? David? That's all we heard. Oh, we're missing all this uh, so prof- for the, profound uh, I know. No, well, it's, it's kind of fun watching him struggle through technological problems. <laughs> sometimes it comes out, sometimes you look up, he's so pissed. <laughs> look, right. he well, talked about his policy. He's up there. We got a clip of the debate. He was great. Just if you're in the 4th District, vote for him. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he got all the important stuff out there, That's, so I think we're good. Yeah, go to ml4detroit.com, follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. And for the third time, what are you up to? You've written a lot about college football lately. I have. Well, I think it's college football season. The Lions, too, although I was not in Green Bay last night. I wrote a Tigers column. You did? They're ran, still playing? That ran Monday. Yeah, they're actually beating, I'm just kidding. They're beating good teams. They're kind of sort of under the radar, kind of a good story. I know, but what I just I have, we've talked about this before. It cracks me up because so much of sports is expectations, and everybody expects them to suck. So when they do just a little bit better, it's like then that hope creeps in, right? It does, and then and there's a little bit of hope, especially, I think, for next year. and. It'll feel different next year if they tank, you know? That's why people don't seem to be as mad at how terrible the Lions are and are going to be this year because we understand, hey, it's it's year one of uh, and the, the new regime. Not, yeah, the, talent, well, you know, there's the depth of oh, talent. It's terrible. But it really highlights what an utter mistake and failure it was to keep Patricia and Quinn last year. I know. I, a lot of a lot of fans, as yourself, uh, feel that way for sure. Well, it's a huge. I mean, the proof is in the uh, the results of what's happened. No, for sure. But I think people are going <laughs> to be. Just, a- I just got a text from ML. I give up moving on to doing the show notes, which is great. It'll be done oh, early. Oh, that will be. That will be. Not, no, <laughs> but, so but meanwhile, a, we get to look at him on a camera and try to still figure it out. So. Yeah, so a little bit more college football. Back to. <laughs> I've got both this weekend, college and pro. So. Yes. And uh, a little more baseball will sneak in. Yeah, you know, it's the fall. And uh, Mike Spartans are, you know, interesting. He's so full of it. They're interesting. <laughs> so full. He did not expect them to go 3-0. and Oh, hell no, he didn't. I refuse to ever believe that. No, I mean, he, no, he didn't. Well, Sean, I'll let you have the honors. And- oh, we ready? Can I get a nod from Michael? Are we ready, Michael? 
Oh my God. That's not even, he can't even do a simple nod. It's got to be a 10 second hand gesture. So, so I wish it's like part. telling, he's telling a story with his hands and just giving us a nod. You know what what I mean? Now he's choking himself. Oh yeah. my God. Now he's shooting himself in the head. Okay. Hey, great show, Mike. It's great to, to thanks for joining us. I asked him earlier if he needed anything before we started. He said, can you come up here and shoot me in the head? Oh, that's nice. And the man is stressed out. I, I know he is. Look, I can't wait for this election to be over. I can't imagine. But how, I'll, look, let me just say this before we have Cyrus take us out. Uh, the, all of that, the busyness, him trying to juggle everything, the performance on the stage, and it is a performance because politics is performance a little bit, on the debate stage, was really good. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, there was some legitimate passion there in that clip we played. It, it, there was, in the way he talked over the noise and the people trying to disrupt him. And in all serious, the fact that his, um, the person that he's running against, the fact that she didn't even show up is fucking laughable. It's like, why would you vote for someone if they don't care to show up for a Well, he was able to, me, I think, though. take advantage of that a little bit. But uh, but the, you're right. The passion and the pointedness, and he was on point. It, he wasn't, no circuitous Michael stories, like often when he's sitting in this chair right here. I was really impressed and proud of him. Sounded, although, sounded great. Although there was that. <laughs> oh, he just, <laughs> this is great. Now he's communicating via text. She got there an hour late. Well, that, in a way, that's even worse to show up an hour late to an event. That she maybe just could have his his um, opponent. She could have just not shown up and then just said, "Oh no, it wasn't but, on my schedule." But, Instead of show up an hour late, shows how minimal it means to you. But you didn't back down, Mike, and uh, and the catcalling and all that other stuff. Um, it was kind of hard to tell how much of it. Well, there was clearly some of it, but you leaned into that and uh, and raised your game there a little bit. That was that was impressive. You may have a future in this, my friend. Well, and, uh, to me, and and clearly, I'm going to be biased from where I sit. But you have one. Um, one person running who legitimately wants to fix a bunch of shit and get city council working the way it's supposed to work and city services working the way it's supposed to work. And then you have another person that he's running against who from where I'm sitting and from what it appears just wants a job. And there is a difference. Oh, there's a, it's a major difference. Huge. I don't know. That's yeah. my soapbox for the day. Yeah. So there we go, Mike. <laughs> Y'all good now. Did you fix it yet? No, oh, no, no, the gestures. Okay. Okay. There we go. Were you good, Mark? We ready? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> He's so pissed. <laughs> He's uh, he is now punching his microphone, which was a total disaster. Okay, today. no, it's good. No, no, he yeah, was that hurt. cost money. He was hurt today. He 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 got his piece. <laughs> he got his piece in. Alrighty. Yeah. All right, Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I don't even know if I'm good enough. You're the best there is. Say for you what that will be. The soul of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs>